Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at NortonSimon.org. You have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from Alleist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes, too, when you donate now at LAist.com slash sweeps. Welcome back to Film Week. I'm Austin Cross. Hit up the snack aisle in just about any store these days, and you are bound to see all different kinds of flaming hot products, from potato chips to popcorn, and, of course, the one that started it all, Cheetos Flamin' Hot. The origin story of these wildly popular snacks and the man who says he invented them are the subject of the new film, Flamin' Hot. The film is directed by Eva Longoria, making her directorial debut, best known for her role as Gabrielle Solis on TV's Desperate Housewives. She's also a successful producer, businesswoman, she's authored a cookbook, and now she adds director to her resume. I spoke with Eva about the film and the Southern California story that inspired it. Well, there's so much to like about this story, Eva. And personally, I grew up in Rancho Cucamonga around the time that this was happening. So it was really cool to learn about the history that was happening at the factory that was just down the street from my house. I want to just start off by asking what drew you to the script when you first read it? Oh, man, so many things. First of all, I read the script and I didn't know the story of Richard Montañez. And I was like, this is amazing. How did I not know this? He's Mexican-American. I'm Mexican-American. And uh, and I just thought there was so much to learn from his journey uh, in life, like, uh, you know, all the adversity he faced and how he faced it with dignity and grace. And I was just like, I, I need to direct this movie. And so I threw my hat in the ring and the rest is history. <laughs> so Richard Montañez in this story is played in the film by Jesse Garcia. I'm wondering, how did you work with Jesse to get him to capture, you know, the essence of such a charismatic guy? He is charismatic. Jesse Garcia has been in this business over 20 years. I mean, he's a very well-established actor. He's just never had an opportunity like this to showcase his beautiful talent and his spectrum and his range of emotions. And, um, you know, we don't get a lot of roles like this as, as Latino actors. So he had to play four different decades. He had to be funny. He had to be vulnerable. He had to be tough. He had to be smart. He had to be witty. I mean, it was it was a really big task. And he's portraying somebody who's still alive. And so um, I just Jesse was the only person that could have done this role. I mean, he was he was perfect for it and he had all the gears and uh, and he he took it on as seriously as I did. You know, I, I really felt the weight of our community behind us and with us. Um, we had to get it right. And he equally felt that. And you, you talk about your community. And so I do want to point out, because a lot of people don't know that, you know, you hold a master's degree in Chicano studies, which is something that I learned about you. But you also work through your organization to really uplift you know people from your community, Latina girls specifically, to help give them opportunities. Uh, I, I'm wondering, in this sense, I'd imagine when you made this movie, you're making it for somebody who doesn't see a lot of people who look like Jesse Garcia out there. 
Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, we were trying to think of the last major studio film that was made by a Lati by by us and for us uh, Latinos. And it was about 20 years ago. It was Chasing Poppy 20, 20 years ago. ago. Yeah. And we were like, we can't get a movie every 20 years. Like, this isn't, you know, this is important. We get it right. Because what happens is if it doesn't have economic success, if, if our audience doesn't show up and say, hey, you know, we want more content like this, then studios go, okay, well, we tried that Latin thing one time, it didn't work. So let's just go back to what we know. Um, you know, we, we tried hiring that female filmmaker once it didn't go that well. So let's just stick to what we know. And then they just continue to tap the same well of talent they always tap into. Um, and I was, I just, we definitely felt that pressure to represent and, and to make the best movie possible. And I'm just so excited that we've, um, that we've, you know, it's landing that the movie's landing with so many people with the intention of which we made it, which is uh, be inspired and uh, be uplifted and see yourself reflected back on screen. And the response has been amazing. This is Film Week. I'm Austin Cross, and I'm talking right now with Eva Longoria, who's made her directorial debut with the film Flamin' Hot, which tells the story of Richard Montañez, played in the film by Jesse Garcia. I'm wondering how closely you worked with the original Richard Montañez, Eva, and what stood out to you about his personality that you really knew that you needed to capture as you worked on the script and as you directed the various scenes of the movie? Um, I um, definitely worked very closely with Richard and Judy to tell their story. Uh, we worked off two memoirs he had written already, um, but also mostly conversations with them. And um, their lives are fascinating. And, you know, specifically, you know, Richard shouldn't be alive, much less successful with the childhood and upbringing that he had. And so to see him overcome all of that and not only survive it, but thrive in spite of it is pretty inspirational. Well, I have to say, when you're having him tell the story and he's talking about, say, you know, former PepsiCo CEO Roger Enrico, and he's retelling what's happening in the boardroom, but he's kind of yeah. he's he's saying it in his own way. And then he kind of translates it for everybody who maybe wasn't following. Uh, that's just such an interesting character that you're you're pulling out there, right? Like this guy I hear about it. And I'm like, oh, this is the sort of guy you'd want to get a beer with. Like he's got such a, an animated way of telling stories. Was he like that in real life? Oh, my gosh. He was a lot. Those fantasy sequences came out of uh, uh me putting the movie in Richard's perspective. Um, this is, we're totally in his mind, in his memory. And so he is the narrator of his own film. And through many stories, you know, he he told us a story like, man, I thought, I didn't know what a boardroom was. I thought it was a room they kept boards in. <laughs> um, or he said, you know, I, there's this guy that was really mean to me and I wanted to kick his but I, of course I didn't. And so for me in the movie, I was like, but what if you did? Like, what if we did a fantasy sequence where everything is as it seems in Richard's head? And uh, and they came, they, they really landed very well. And it was, uh, these fantasy sequences was a device I, I really wanted to use to hit home points and, and make some statements, you know, that, that I needed to make. 
You mentioned Richard's wife, Judy, who's played by Annie Gonzalez in the film, and she plays a major role in the development of his character. And you can see the chemistry that they had in the film. She really believes in his vision when no one else will. She encourages him to keep going when he wants to give up. And before I ask you about that, I actually want to play a clip from the film that gets at this dynamic. And in this scene, Richard Montañez, played by Jesse Garcia, doubts himself as he's preparing for his pitch meeting with PepsiCo CEO Roger Enrico, who's played by Tony Shalhoub. Uh, that's where he's going to show them his flaming hot Cheetos for the first time. So let's listen to that. They're scared. Scared of what you can do for them. Scared that they've been begging for help and they got a broke Mexican kid from Huasti as their hero. They don't know what to do with that. Baby, do you know what I've been praying for all these years? That you would see the gifts and talents that you have. Baby, use your gifts. Be great. Enrico is coming to hear you speak. Do not let these sinvergüenza stop you. I, I don't even know how to do a sales presentation. Well, guess what? We're going to find out. That was a clip from Flamin' Hot, directed by Eva Longoria, who joins me right now. And Eva, you said in interviews that the character of Judy wasn't actually in the original script, but then something changed when you met the real Richard and Judy Montañez. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, we um, we you know sat with Richard and Judy, and we realized, oh my gosh, this is a love story. Like Judy's like so important in his trajectory of success. So for me, yeah, I knew it was a love story, and Judy is front and center uh, in his life, in real life, and and in the film, and she really is the heartbeat, the heartbeat of the film. And for Latinas, like we don't get to see these roles very much. Um, on camera where we usually like the girlfriend of, or like, you know, some sort of side character that doesn't really have an arc. Um, and so it's nice to see the Latinas I know in my life uh, represented and reflected back at us. You're listening to my conversation with Eva Longoria on her new film, Flame and Hot, which marks her feature directorial debut. It is now streaming on Hulu and Disney Plus. More of our conversation when we come back in just one minute. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center presenting American Mariachi by Jose Cruz Gonzalez. It's the 1970s and women can't be mariachis, or can they? American Mariachi is a feel-good comedy about familia, amor, and tradición that will send your heart soaring and put a bounce in your step with a wave of vibrant, infectious live music. On stage through June 9th, tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Support for LAist comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies, held on select Fridays in May. Each film touches upon Spanish artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro and The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie by Luis Buñuel. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on four consecutive Fridays starting May 10th. More information at nortonsimon.org.
Welcome back to Film Week. I'm Austin Cross in for Larry Mantle. Let's get right back to my conversation with director Eva Longoria about her new film, Flame and Hot. We're talking about the character of Judy Montanez. You know, she played such a strong character, and yet what you also got at in the film was this this kind of dynamic around him, especially before he really started to take off in his career, where his friends were telling him, you know, you're going to let your woman handle things. You're going to let her be in the lead of things, uh, which honestly, you know, to people who come from outside of a culture like that, they might think, oh, your people actually still think about it. But you were really tapping into a dynamic that's still very much alive and well in certain Latino communities, right? There was a certain machismo that was playing out. And yet, you know, she was there. She was there to tell off his father uh, for him when his father was coming at him. I mean, as you thought about that, was there any part of that character that was inspired by, you know, anybody who you've known in your life? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody in my family is like Judy. You know, we are we are, uh, you know, soft and loving, but we are definitely the force to be reckoned with in the household. And so (laughs) Judy is my mom. Judy's my aunt. Judy's my sister. I am Judy. And definitely, like I said, this was finally an accurate portrayal of what Latinas look like in the world. And I wonder if that's something that you set out to do, because you mentioned the last time that there was a film anywhere near this was Chasing Poppy. And if I remember, it was the situation where, you know, the characters did go through an evolution, but at first they were all kind of chasing this one guy. And and so there's this image of women in film where it's like, yeah, the woman is chasing the guy and that's her M.O. And you kind of flip that on its head here where you, you put Richard with a wife who wasn't taking anything from anybody. So I'm like, I'd imagine you came from a a background where you had a lot to draw from. Yeah, I mean, this was, I knew this was going to be my superpower um, was knowing my community. I think the more authentic and specific you are to a story, the broader the appeal. It's a very interesting uh, dynamic because I know we keep talking about Latino representation, Latinos, but this is a universal story. Everybody in the world is falling in love with this story. We were talking, we did an international press day and it was Spain, France, Italy, Germany, um, Ireland. Everybody's crazy for this story. And they said, wow, it's like a success story. It's a rags to riches story. It's perseverance. It's the underdog. And so, you know, you don't have to be Latino to to relate. But I do think the more specific I was, the broader the reach. Uh, What was it that you knew when you read the story, when you found out about it, that you knew that you could bring to it that, you know, maybe other people couldn't bring to it? What was it that you were aiming to, to, to bring to this conversation, to this movie? I really wanted to explore that opportunities not distributed equally. Talent is. Anybody can have an idea. Anybody can have talent. But do you have the infrastructure around you that can lead you to success? And that infrastructure is often not in our neighborhoods and our communities. And so, you know, when somebody keeps telling Richard, no, ideas don't come from people like you. No, you know, that opportunity isn't for some guy like you. He dares to ask, but why not me? And I think that's where everybody's inspired. It's like, wow, you know, he he broke protocol, not even knowing there was protocol. And so that naivete is sometimes a superpower. I understand that you grew up in Texas and you grew up in a predominantly Latino community. 
Uh, and then you switched schools at some point. I believe you took a, a gate test, and then you ended up going to see a different community. Is that one of the earliest points in your life where you can recall where this sort of opportunity gap that you're talking about, the, the thing that stood out to you in the story, uh, became clear to you in real life? It was out of my out of my neighborhood. Yeah, I thought everybody was Mexican um, I, because I grew up in a Mexican neighborhood, and um, I, you know, I, I had to I passed into this gifted and talented school that was across town and I had to get bus there. And I remember getting on the bus with my bean taco that I ate every day for breakfast, which I still eat every day for breakfast. <laughs> um, and I get on the bus with my bean taco and everybody has a pop tart. And I was like, what is that? And they were like, what's that? And I was like, a bean taco, don't we all eat bean tacos? And, uh, and then I remember a little girl whispering, she's Mexican. And I thought, it's, what's that? Like, I didn't, I didn't really understand uh, what it meant. Um, And I was like, why is that a bad thing? Is she saying it is a bad thing? And uh, yeah, so it was finally, I was like, oh, I'm different. Okay. And then I would go to Mexico all the time and I would come back crossing the border and I would say U.S. citizen and I'd get right in. I thought it was like a a secret password only we knew, you know, I was like, why don't those people in that line just say the password, you know? And so then I was like, I would go to Mexico and people there would go, oh, you're American. And I go, no, 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 I think I'm Mexican, you know? And I was so confused for so long and then finally realized, oh, I'm both. I am Mexican American and I'm a hundred percent at the same time. This is Film Week. I'm Austin Cross. I'm talking right now with Eva Longoria, who made her directorial debut with the movie Flame and Hot, which tells the story of Richard Montañez. There's a little bit of controversy surrounding its accuracy or the accuracy of Richard Montañez's original story. I'm sure you're familiar with the 2021 investigation published by the LA Times in which they cite interviews with past Frito-Lay employees and company records that dispute his version of events. And I'm wondering how you found out about all of that, you know, change and maybe if it changed the way that you approach the film. No, it never it never had any effect on the film. We were never telling, you know, the documentary of the Flaming Hot Gito. We were I was committed to telling Richard Montañez's story. Um, although Pepsi defended Richard, Pepsi came out with a lengthy statement, you know, and really defending um Richard and saying he absolutely is responsible for the success of this of this brand. They don't credit the chemist, the food chemist uh, job to him, but they definitely credit the success of launching it to Richard Montañez. You know, he he did a lot with this amazing company and reached top level executive. So I don't think you do that because you didn't do anything. As a director making your directorial debut, uh, did you find your experience as an actor impacted the way that you directed? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, me being in front of the camera, I am definitely articulate in how to communicate with actors. And this was a strong character piece. This this needed, you know, somebody who understands um, the nuances of building character um, behind the camera for sure. And because I'm I'm a director and I'm an actor, I, I kind of sit right in the middle of producing, you know, because I, I, I understand all of the the things that we need to get done, making budget, you know, building sets, you know, keeping schedule, which is a producer's job. But I also understand the work that we need to do in order to get performances and the time we need to get the shots and the uh, elasticity we need with the schedule. So it's like I'm always right in the middle because I understand, you know, both sides of the camera. 
I know when you do anything for the first time, there's always some surprises, no matter how much you prepare. What surprised you the most about directing your first feature film? That I could do it. Um, I didn't doubt I could do it. I just, at the, when I finished, I go, okay, yeah, I, I knew I could do that. And I did it. Like it was, it was surprising and not surprising at the same time. And I think, you know, just like in the movie, Judy gives Richard permission to be great. Like, go be great. Like, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? <laughs> And, and for me, I gave myself permission to be great and uh, to be like, you know, what, what, what's wrong with you? Go do, of course you can do this film. That's actress, producer, and now director Eva Longoria. Flamin' Hot is available to stream on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. I'm Austin Cross in for Larry Mantle this week. He's back in the host chair on Monday, and you can catch me on Midday All Things Considered starting at 11 right here on LAS 89.3. Have a great weekend. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps. Alias has a new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We Are Where We Eat will go behind the scenes of some of your favorite L.A. restaurants to find out how and why they do what they do. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for the first event where we'll explore how restaurants help make a neighborhood and we'll all have something delicious to eat afterwards. It's May 22nd at the Crawford. Get your tickets now at LAS.com events.